Man, here's the deal is the the way that you can make your life better is there's two things that you can do. One, it's not my job to judge anybody. So I think if we stop judging people on whatever they voted for, mask, mask, no mask, whatever, it doesn't matter. If we just stop judging people, that's number one that will help our lives be happier, right? Number two, turn off the news. They've got their own agenda. doesn't matter if it's Fox, CNN, whatever it is. Turn off the news and quit judging people. You do those two things. You're going to be in a happier place mentally. You're also going to be able to make a bigger impact on the world. Those are two things that I push really hard. I turned off the news over 10 years ago. I learn about it through memes on the internet, right? Like I just don't know what's going on and I'm in the best place mentally that I could ever be. And also if you're down low and you're just feeling like pity me and I don't know how to do this and man, I'm stuck, man, just think about like if you're alive, that's a moment like you still have a plan and a purpose that needs to be fulfilled in your life and you need to push through that and go and help somebody, give them a smile, right? Go ask someone how they're doing. And if you can help somebody else, it's going to lift you up mentally to be able to do awesome things in life. So I just say, man, turn off the news, quit judging people, love yourself, man, be thankful that you're alive and go help somebody out today. And that'll help you in your space, your mental space, and, and just put an impact on your life and the people around you. Do you need encouragement to turn tragedies into your own triumphant life story? If so, this podcast is for you. Listen to powerful guests who have persevered through challenges so you can gain strength to build your championship life. The host of Professor of Perseverance podcast, Dr. James Perdue. Come on in today. Hey, let's get all fired up and motivated. Let's get some inspiration. Let's learn something from our... Right on, right on. Yeah, my name is Eric Allen. I'm a podcaster based out in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And, uh, you know, I grew up in eastern Washington, what I thought was a typical household. You know, went to Sunday school. We played Little League. My dad would take my best friend, Dave, and I, and literally throw us in dumpsters behind stores when we were kids and say, go find treasure. That was just a typical Saturday morning for us. You know, and then... My parents got divorced when I was 11 years old, man. I'd never heard that word before. I didn't know anyone who had gotten a divorce before. So it was kind of a shocker to my system. And my mom got together with a guy who was very physically abusive almost immediately. And I didn't understand why she decided to stay with this guy. You know, I remember there was moments where I was standing outside of the house looking through their bedroom window and he'd be hitting her with a cordless phone when those were around, you know. My mom, again, never pressed charges. Didn't, I, I just mind blown that she stayed with this guy. She ends up getting pregnant and they move us from Eastern or from Eastern Washington out there to small town, Stevensville, Montana. It was population 1200 people at the time. And they rented this house on five acres, beautiful property, man. It was two ponds right by the Bitterroot river. And the house that they had rented was a three bedroom house. So it was one for them, one for my little brother, who's a couple months old now. And then one for my sister, who's four years younger than me. And they said, Eric, you get to live in the garage. So I literally had this plastic tarp down the middle of the garage with my bed to one side of the garage. And I had a fireplace on my half of the garage that kept me semi-warm during those winters of Montana. And then a truck pulled into the other side, you know? So I was at that point looking back, I'm like, man, that was like, I would never put my kid out in the garage. Like, you know, being 13 years old in Montana, like immediately now looking back going, that was rejection. Right. Um, and, and as an adult, I can look back and go, man, that was really bad parenting. Right. You know, yeah. but I remember this moment where, you know, the abuse continued. And so I was 13 years old. I was brushing my teeth one night. They came home from arguing or they came home arguing. It wasn't anything different than any other night. 
But as I was brushing my teeth, I felt like God was going, dude, you got to look around and see what's going on. And so behind me was the kitchen to the pantry, to the garage where I lived. And as I turn around, I see him on top of my mom and he's one shot after that, just boom, boom, boom. I'm like, I got to get rid of this guy. I got to get him off, you know? And so I walked up behind him. I grabbed a cast iron pan and I swung as hard as I could. And I split the back of his head open and he turned around. And as he turned around, I took another swing and split his forehead open and I didn't knock him out, but I had fallen over on that second swing. And I remember him standing up over me. He was starting to yell. My mom jumps up, lands like six punches in a row, blood splatting on the wall, right? Cops finally show up, take him to jail for the night. My mom doesn't press charges. And the next day I got kicked out of the house. So I had three months left of my freshman year of high school. And I remember I ended up going to live with my buddy Forrest, man. I slept on his hardwood floors with his dad. And he was within walking distance of the school there in downtown Stevensville. And uh, so we would go and would walk into school from there. And that's where I finished up my freshman year of high school. And then from there, I moved back to Washington to live with my dad for my sophomore through senior year. And so he had rented a house for him and I. And he'd put 20 bucks in a cup and say, that was your lunch money. And, you know, hunger man meals in the freezer, cereal milk in the house. And then he'd go stay with his girlfriend. And so I kind of had no adult supervision at that point. He got me a bus pass. I had to go to school. I couldn't skip. I had to, you know, pass all my grades and things like that. But I really didn't have any adult supervision. So I got into drugs pretty early. So I was doing, you know, smoking pot. I was taking mushrooms. I was taking acid. I was, mm-hmm. you know, going to the store and buying a bottle of Robitussin DM and, and chugging that because of the morphine would give me hallucinations, right? Like got into some crazy stuff in, in high school. Yeah. And when I was 18 years old, I actually got arrested for having a bong, um, and which is now legal in the state of Washington. But at that time, uh, yeah, it was not that, that in 1998, right? So I literally had to write my dad a note on a Friday morning and say, dad, I'm staying the night at Danny's house. And then I went and checked myself into jail. I had a black and white chain gang outfit on. I had to stay the night and then got out on Saturday, which was the night of a a prom that I was going to. And uh, so just like crazy mess. And luckily it was in a different county. So my name was not put in the paper. But one of my teachers happened to be in that city when the paper released with my name in it. And he asked me about it. And it was just kind of an interesting thing, you know, going through that process. But two weeks after I graduated high school, I got kicked out of my dad's house. So then I was basically all right, we're going to become this adult pretty early on and uh, started living with people wherever I could. And between the ages of 18 and 21, I moved 21 times, lived off of credit cards. I couldn't keep a job. And by the time I'm 21, I find myself in $28,000 of debt mm-hmm. and I had to file bankruptcy. This whole time I'm battling addictions, drugs, alcohol, whatever I can get my hands on and end up landing this job with Universal Records. I moved to Seattle out of high school. I had a hundred bucks in my pocket you know, and just wanted to get out of the city I grew up in and got up there and, and end up landing this in, internship with Universal Records, then hired on. So I spent a year in the music business. I don't know how to play anything, but I was tracking sales and I was stuffing posters. It was the greatest job ever for me, you know, yeah. and got to go to two to three concerts a week and basically lived the rockstar lifestyle. I had an open tab. So I was hanging out backstage. I was drinking all the alcohol I could. And then my one year anniversary at Universal Records, I got laid off. And so I kind of went into this depression where you know, I was working at Starbucks at night. I lived in this really ghetto apartment across the street from where Jimi Hendrix is buried out in Renton, Washington. Oh, wow. And okay. so I'm out there and I'd go to Starbucks. I'd work at night. And I'd get back to my ghetto apartment. I'd, I'd actually go to Hollywood video and get me a video. Right. And then I'd go get my six pack of beer and then drink myself to sleep every night. That was my daily routine. Didn't have any friends really. And I remember one night this girl walked into Starbucks and said, Hey, you know, we've got this cool college age event down at our church. Would you be interested in going? 
you know, and I'm depressed. I have no friends. She's good looking. Yep. Hey, what time do I need to be there? And so I ended up going to this thing and I ended up running to the guys that I had met in my brief stint of college, uh, right out of high school in, back in Tri-Cities where, you know, East Russia, where I grew up. And it was like, man, I haven't seen him in four or five years. It was just kind of crazy. And I, I feel like God was planting a seed in that moment because a month mm-hmm. later, it was Easter 2004. And I went and partied it up with my, this band I was managing. I woke up in my buddy's basement and I felt God in that moment go, dude, you are going down a path that's going to end your life very quickly if you don't start making some changes. And so I decided in that moment, I actually gave my life to Christ in my buddy's basement. And I said, God, I'm done. And I quit cold turkey, drugs, drinking cigarettes, everything in that moment. And I called that girl up and I said, hey, thanks for inviting me to that church event. It was Easter. So I got her voicemail. Um, and I said, maybe I'll see you at the store sometime. Well, a month later, we were dating, and now we've been married for almost 18 years. And uh, she's, right. she's my Amen. wife. Man. Yeah. So it's it's awesome. been a fun journey, man, for sure. Well, it's been a fun journey when you're succeeding. It may yes. be not as fun. Well, you had fun, but it wasn't fun uh, right. as you're going through it. You know, you're having fun uh, yep. from there. Now, let's go back a little bit here. You said that yeah. um, your dad, you know, kicked you out uh, right before school, was out your freshman year, and you had to grow up fast, pretty much you're saying. Uh, yep. It was my okay. senior year that I got kicked out. Senior yep. year. Okay. Yeah. And well, I got kicked up, out my freshman year too, but, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah, he's talking about, you know, being an adult quick, you know, yep. well, you know, you sit and look at it. Uh, you was an adult quick when your abusive stepdad was beating on mom and here you are trying to protect her and you're out in the garage living on your own, basically, Yeah. you know, yeah. from there. So yeah, you talk about growing up quick. It's uh when you were younger, not at the point for dad. Right. You, you, you were already growing up quick uh, because of the situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was definitely a crazy situation to be in for sure. <laughs> wow. And I mean, there's a lot of people that are, you know, not exact story, but they've got this lifestyle you're talking about. And, um, and there's quite a few that uh, are thankfully they made it out like you. And there's a lot that still need to grow up and still hadn't found their way. Yes. Yeah. And, and here's so, the thing is, is people, once we realize that our past and other people's opinions don't define our future, man, that's when the doors of opportunity open up for us to make an impact on the world and impact lives that are in around us. Right. We can change the trajectory of our life and our, our legacy anytime. We just simply have to make that change mentally. And then we take massive action to start putting that into play. Now, since you said that, I'm going to uh, plug my little uh, free mini course. Go to my website, professorofperseverance.com, and scroll down. And you'll see there's a free mini course and a uh, ebook, and it is titled "Your Past Doesn't Have a Future, But You Do." Create Come your on. future today. All right. So now you had me throw my plug in there. You, you <laughs> led me into it. That's so awesome. um, there you go. So yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I got this one buddy. We've known each other for 40 years. Uh, but he's one of them that believes I did this crap 40 years ago. I'll never be able to do anything. No, forget what other people think. Move on in life. Forget it. Learn from your past. Move forward. Now, yeah. that is easier said and done in what some cases. Right. right? But me. most of his stuff is, uh, you know, he was drinking and driving. Mm-hmm. As long as you didn't kill someone, learn from it and move on. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, he, he took him a long time to realize that uh, he did stupid stuff, went to jail when he drank. And mm-hmm. so he finally gave up drinking. But he's one of them who goes, uh, and even today, well, nobody hired me for my record. No, nobody won't hire you because of your damn attitude. You exactly. Know? Yep. <laughs> you, <totally. know? laughs> you know, get out there with a positive attitude. Tell them what you can do yep. and go from there. And so yep. you have too many people that 
They want to live in the past and then they think nothing's going to be good in the future. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So well, I'm glad God brought this uh, the young lady to you as well for her yeah. to give you this opportunity and, and, and go from there. So, I mean, uh, God would open us up some doors for us. We just got to realize it. And uh, too many times we don't realize it or we shut the door because we still want to go do our thing. Yes, exactly. Yep, absolutely. So, all right. Now, so you're cruising right along in life now. You've uh, yeah. persevered and everything like that. So what would you give like a, a good tip uh, for someone to help them move forward? Well, here's the thing is if you are in an environment that's toxic, if you're in an environment that is dragging you down that you don't want to be in, right, you actually have to mentally take that step and say, man, I want to make a change. So acknowledge that first, but then you've got to change the environment. So what I had to do was I had to step away from the music business. I had to step away from it, going to the bars every night. And what I did was I surrounded my life with guys that were living the life that I wanted to live. I found guys in the church that had great businesses, that great marriages, they had great walks with Christ. And so I said, man, I want to hang around these guys. And I started, you know, back in the day before I even thought about podcasting or even knew what podcasting was like, I was saying, Hey, I want to take you out to Starbucks. I want to understand how you're doing life. Like, what are you doing in your life to be so successful at this? And so, you know, big tip there. If you want to get out of a situation, find a new environment. Right. You know, like Jim Rohn says, if you want to change, you're not a tree, get up, go right. Like go and do that stuff. And I think we just have to take massive action. If we really want to make a change, then we'll make it a priority to get out of there. And, and massive action doesn't necessarily mean it's all or nothing right here today. And if it doesn't work out, I failed. Massive yes. action could be just the first step of recognizing that I want out of here. Then yes. the next step is what do I need to do to get out of here? Then yep. the next step is how can I get out of here? You know, just small steps to be, to make this huge monument from here. And yeah, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. I'm going to do it today. And if I don't get out today, then I'm a failure. I'm stuck here all my life. Yeah. Make yeah. the baby steps to equal the, the monumental. Yeah. You're going to have days where you're going to want to quit. You're going to have days when you don't want to continue to get on this be better pack path, right? You're going to have days where you want to go back to the old comfort that you had, right? But when you start to wave off of that track, man, you've got to surround yourself with people that are going to hold you accountable, that are going to lift you up to motivate you, right? Like Ed Milet says, man, if you're walking around at 82 degrees, go find people that are walking around 120 degrees and just being in their presence is going to lift you up, man. And so you've got to surround yourself with the right people if you want to make a change in your life. There's a, a quote and I can't, I, I don't remember exact, I don't remember who exactly had the quote and there's different formations of it, but it was kind of like, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Totally. I and agree. So yeah, same. So if you're floating on, thin air with a bunch of other people and you're the leader of the group. That's not a great group. Yeah. You're in the wrong group. You need yes. to find someone that's been there. That's overcome. That's moving forward. And they show you and direct you, encourage you to help out again, whether it's a, yeah, a coach mentor or just someone you're looking up to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Come on. Hit me. Hit me some, hit me with some good stuff here, man. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing great. I like your radio. Uh, I say radio voice, your podcast voice. I don't have oh, that. Thanks, man. I don't have that podcast voice. voice oh, man, you're, I, I just got my Tennessee voice. 
Come on. You're all good, man. I, you know, like, here's the thing is for me, once I decided to make that change, I'm big on morning routine. So I actually get up at 4 a.m. six days a week. And for me, as soon as I open my eyes, it's a goal of mine to open my eyes every day, right? So if I open my eyes, I acknowledge that that's a win and God has given me another day to see and hug and hold my family. I literally say out loud, thank you, Lord, for another day to see and hug and hold my family every single day when I wake up. And then I jump out of bed and I make my bed. There's two wins in 15 minutes or 15 seconds. Sorry. So I'm starting to stack those wins already and, and build up that momentum already as soon as I wake up. And then when I come up to my office, you know, I get in the shower, get upstairs to my office. I turn on some worship music for me. That's, that's what helps me get in the right mode for the day. Right. So I turn on some worship music and just sit down in prayer, man. And prayer for me is very gratitude driven man, thank you for this house. Thank you for my family. Thank you for health. Thank you for paid off. You know, we're in, we have zero debt. Like, you know, thank you for being the situation that we're in. Right. Um, and really spending time in that prayer for me, that is so important to get the right mindset for the day. So waking up 4am, six days a week, spending time in prayer, and then immediately goes into personal development or podcast editing or emailing and stuff like that. So I always love to have a podcast or motivational speaker going on. Right. People are like, dude, why the heck do you wake up at 4 a.m.? It's because my desire to be successful is bigger than my desire to sleep. It just is. For me, I, you know, and I'm not a, a party animal. So at night, typically 9, 930 is about the latest that I'm going to make it, right? Like I'm going to get up early, but 9, 930, I'm out. But 4 a.m., six days a week. And my most productive day is on Saturday because my kids will sleep in until 8. And I've got four solid hours where I don't have to work about worry about anything but just building up work and I'm building courses right now and just about done with those. And I'm writing a book and all of that stuff. So that helps me in that morning time to really get focused and dialed in on what I want to do so that I can impact the world through that stuff. I'm glad to hear that you're writing any book. I believe everybody should write, even if it's just their memoir, they should write a book to leave their legacy down to their great, great grandkids when they're dead and gone for them to see how hard they had it and how they overcame. Yeah. Um, and even if, uh, someone realized they didn't really overcome how hard I had it, it may change someone else's life to realize I don't go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. And so I, I believe everybody should uh, write a book. It, it'll never happen, but I wish it uh, would. I wish I'd got some good stories uh, written up from my grandparents sure. uh, now. Yeah. So, and so uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're writing a book here, but everyone needs to get their story out. Uh, cause again, uh, later on, it's going to help someone else. Yeah. And I don't consider myself a writer at all. Like I, I don't feel like I'm good. Oh, with I'm copy, definitely right? not a writer. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I use the, the auto uh, dictation on my Google. So like, as I'm like looking at Google docs, I'm just like speaking into the microphone and then I go and edit some stuff. So I'm just audibly telling my story and what that, what the book is going to actually focus on is how to get booked on a hundred plus podcast. So in 2021, I set a goal to be a guest on 100 podcasts on top of releasing 100 of my own shows. And I actually ended up um, jumping on 117 interviews in 2021 on top of releasing 100 of my own shows during that year. And it stressed me mentally, you know, every single day throughout the year, besides Sundays, just about even some Sundays, um, I was either being interviewed or I had someone on my show. It was just a crazy year, but it stretched me and I really wanted to push that. And what happened was the year before that, I set a goal to be a guest on 50 podcasts. And I only did 25. And I was like, gosh, dang it. You only did 25 interviews this year. Now I, I upped the level to 100 and I was like, I'm going to hit 100, you know, and then I yeah. finished the year with 117. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's good to to do that. And it, look, that helped me kind of form my story, helped me be able to write this book that I'm writing right now. And hopefully we'll have it out by the end of the year. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, my goal this year was to interview 100 people 
was my goal. And uh, it's coming around here. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm right, I'll be pushing it, getting it right there, right at that hundred mark in about three and a half weeks. And, but I would have easily, like you said, gone further uh, with 117. Uh, but my 82 year old mother and uh, got sick at 82 and pneumonia doesn't go well with each other. Oh, and for sure. So for about, for about two months, I stopped everything, you know, focused with her. Yeah. And uh, so, but everything's still going according. I'll have the hundred within the uh, year to come around here. And so it, it's worked out pretty good. So. Well, I saw that you had released a hundred episodes total uh, recently, which is awesome. Uh, that was uh, yeah, I did that when I got to number 100. Yeah. Come on. So, so we're it, at uh, 160. I think you're going to, you'll be 160 when I get this one up and going. Come on. So, so I mean, if you look so at the stat, I had 70 last year to go was 170 this year. Yeah. I, it, I mean, it's so interesting. I mean, as a podcaster though, you're killing it, right? If you, I mean, if you look at the stats of podcasting, 90% of folks never make it to episode 50 and then past that another 90% never make it to episode 100. So it, if you, that's the key to podcasting, right? I've been podcasting since 2017. And if you want to be successful in the podcasting world, you just got to stay consistent and continue to put out shows and everyone else is going to quit at some point, right? Uh, the top people, the one percenters, uh, those will continue to, to be successful in podcasting world. And I think that's a very big key. If anyone wants to start a podcast, just don't quit and you'll be successful in it. Well, I was going to say, this is, uh, and I'm like the other people, this is my third round starting a podcast. Okay. Now, June 12th, June 12th, which is my birthday, that's when I started my other one, this one here. And Come so on. we'll be at it two full years straight. But yeah, the other other couple of times I tried it and health reason had to get out and didn't feel like anything was really happening. And then so the third round is where finally, yeah, everything seems to be coming coming the way it's supposed to. So nice, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Hey, I like, uh, yeah, you got, you got to definitely get on a path that's, uh, easy for you to mm. stay and help yourself be accountable. You know, yeah. so you're talking about this morning routine, getting up at four o'clock and everything. And this is something for you. See, so at four in the morning, I'm rolling over looking and say, I got another hour of sleep. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And I don't, and when I say morning routine, I think it's, it's really for, you know, that could be the night if you work at night, right. That could be anytime during the oh, day. Oh yeah. 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 It doesn't have to be 4 a.m. It's yeah, yeah. whatever is best for you. Build those habits, go, but stay, stay consistent with it. Yes. Stay consistent, build the habits, build the, build the wind, stack the wins in the morning. That'll help you, you know, with your day. And, you know, a goal of mine is to put a smile on someone's face every day, whether that's in person or, in, or virtually. Right. So I think if we look at life, and we go, man, today's a bad day. Are you really having a bad day or are you having a bad 15 minutes, right? Like you stub your toe on the, the couch or the coffee table, right? That sucks. It's a bad couple minutes. Get over it, right? Like go out and put it on someone else to, to like make it a goal of yours to make an impact on someone throughout the day. You don't have bad days. You have bad moments. So get through the moment, put it in the past and move on. And that's, I think if you can have that right attitude of just helping people out, get over the bad moment and keep going. That'll help impact the world there. Oh, amen. I believe, yeah, I believe that if we we're here to help serve each other. Yeah. All right. We can't do something every day, every hour, every time, uh, cause we'll burn ourselves thin. Yep. Okay. But we do what we can, when we can, we can't, again, can't do it all the time. And so, uh, and it's like you mentioned earlier, there's days we don't want to get up and do. All right. Yep. We're just, it's lazy day. We don't want to, we don't feel good, but how many times we got up and we persevered and we pushed through and we're glad we did it. And it turned out to be a great day. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah. So we got to be, there's plenty of times I don't want to get in my wheelchair, but if I don't, then that means I'm laying in bed all day and nothing's getting done. So, right. And so <laughs> I fight to get up. And then once I get, like you said, get past the moment, then I'm glad I got up and we got things going and we're achieving, helping other people. Hopefully again, one of my main reasons doing this podcast is to serve you and everybody else to get your message out. Come on. So yeah, that, that's, that's part of part of the uh, reason I started this. So uh, it's so important. And I mean, th- I think if you set a goal and you start getting off track or you start getting lazy, right. You have to think dig deep, right. You have to push through those distractions, those mountains, those roadblocks that are in your way and really figure out what is the, why, why are you wanting to be successful? Because that's, what's going to deep, that's, what's going to dig you out of that hole. That's, what's going to get you motivated uh, to go and accomplish things throughout the day. Right. And again, change that environment, find people that are living the, that life that you want to live. And that's what will help you, you know, get in towards your goals, your dreams and your purpose in life. Um, and as you, you, as you were talking, I was going, Oh, what was going? I've got one of these brain farts now. I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> so, but while I'm thinking of that one, can let me go back and tell you, uh, yeah. one of my, one of my good moments is when I get, down and go, oh, I'm not helping people. Good gracious. And I'm doing this why me pitiful thing. I got my great service dog who's having a birthday tomorrow. He'll Come be on. 14 years old, Ricardo. Wow. And um, we will go actually to his favorite walking establishment, uh, Walmart. Walmart, okay. I'm waiting for you to uh, sponsor me and give, send me a check. So uh, <laughs> I'll keep pushing it. And awesome. so, uh, but we'll go to his favorite uh, walking establishment. And you will not believe. Uh, when I got him as a service dog, we were told you can tell people hands off, don't touch him. I don't care. He's a working dog. Or you can say, yeah, you can tell it's, it's totally up to us. And yeah. I always had the attitude. The more that I can meet people, the more I can get my story out. How I got in a wheelchair and the plus I can plug his canine companions where I got him from. Okay. And so I figured the more I can let them play, the more we can push our word out as well. And totally. so I let them play with him, touch him, hug him. Uh, everything, but you wouldn't believe how many people will bust out crying and thank me for sharing him because mm. they had just put their dog down six months ago or eight months ago. Yeah. And they're thanking me, you know, for sharing him with them. So and here it is putting a smile on the face just because of a dog. Mm. And, and and so yeah, I, I love when I see, see days like that. So, yes, absolutely. Now, well, let me go back to you're talking about doing this podcast book, How to Get on 100 Podcasts. Yeah. I still would encourage you to write a memoir on where you were, what you talked about, being in the garage, everything like that, and where you're at today. It'd be, it would make a good, strong, uh, don't say religious book, but sure. uh, Christian book, but a yeah. spiritual book, something to show people where you went from, where you got to. I would encourage you for that. And again, here's what I've learned with these books. Uh, books i've written a few now and uh that uh, you're not going to know who you helped every right. time you right. know there's gonna be times that you'll never hear a word but that book has helped someone and yeah. here's two examples for me that i was in my poor pitiful me poor pitiful james i'm not going my way i'm not getting the speaking opportunities i want poor pitiful. so i would actually t- this is about a year apart from each other I said, I'm through trying to speak. It's not going what how I want it. I mean, I I didn't I wasn't caring what God's way was. It was me. It's not yeah. going like I want. Sure. But then God come and kicks me in the butt twice. Again, this happened about a year apart. One day uh, we were walking Ricardo 
And the girl says, oh, there's Ricardo. And I said, oh, you met him before? I said, he's met so many people. I, I don't even remember everybody anymore. She said, no, this first time meeting him, but he's on the front cover of your book, right? I said, well, yeah, he is. So I said, oh, so you've gotten my book before. Uh, how, uh, can you uh, tell me how you got it? Someone referred to you? You looked something motivational? Did you find a lane in a trash can? You know, how'd you get it? And <laughs> yeah. uh, now, before I tell you her answer, because her answer is the same as the other guy a year later. year later, poor pitiful me. I'm not doing this anymore. I am not getting what I wanted. Sure. God comes to kicks me in the butt again. We go to Ricardo's walking establishment. And this guy says, I want to let you know I've read your book. And you're going to help me with some stuff and help me do some, have a better life. I'm going, okay, uh, good. Same thing. How'd you find the book? Trash can, whatever. Now, here's where both answers coming the same. Your book. I, w I was locked up in the county jail and your book is in the jail library. And I was able to get it to read it. Come on. So, so on, again, other than hearing those and that's God, I get kicked me in the butt. Let me know. Yeah. Hey, you, you're doing what I, what I want here. You yeah. forget about you. Everything could come. You just keep doing what you're supposed to do. So what I'm saying is when you get your books out and again, I hope you get this memoir out that you're going to help people and you're not going to have a clue, but know that it, that, that you're helping people. Mm, thanks, man. I appreciate that. So, all right, Eric, uh, appreciate uh, all you're doing. And I mean, we've been at this about half an hour, uh, when the internet didn't cut us off and we had a rough at the beginning, but I think we hung in there. I think so, so man. This was a great show, man. I appreciate yeah. having me on. Well, thank you again. And, uh, Hey, go ahead and give your, uh, websites, all your um, social media and tell people how to get hold of you uh, in case they want to be on your podcast or maybe they want to contact you to be on their podcast or if you're doing any coaching or anything, maybe uh, they would talk to you about that. Awesome. Well, yeah, I do appreciate it. Yeah. So ericallenmedia.com is the website, E-R-I-K-A-L-L-E-N media.com. I'm big on Instagram. So it's Eric G Allen is my handle on there. I always respond to every comment and every DM. So if you have any questions, you can shoot me a DM on there, respond to any post that I make and I'll respond to the comment there. But I love to connect with people, man. And, and I'm always up for being a guest on other people's podcasts. Uh, I, right now I am coaching people live and I have a pre-recorded course. that's going to be dropping here soon. Um, but it's get, basically going to walk you through how to start, run, and launch your podcast over 30 days. And we go into the details. We go into the depths. How did I get all the guys like Ed Milet, Bradley, Tim Story, Ed, Eric Legrand, you know, Jim the Rookie Morris, all those guys have been on my show. How did I get those big names? And so we deep dive into that of how to get those folks on your show and how to get those bigger names or guests that are on your wish list, right? Maybe those aren't the people that you want in your show, but I'm going to walk you through exactly how to get those big guests. And that's what I do in my live coaching. And again, the pre-recording coaching uh, will drop in just a couple months. Um, but again, thank you so much for having me on your show, man. It's truly an honor to be here. Oh, thank you. And uh, I'm going to be a big name to get onto your show and everything I like to help you out a little bit there. And it's called Dr. James Purdue, the professor of perseverance. Nice. To try to get him on there. So yeah. just another drop for me, man. So I, um, Hey, I appreciate everything, man. You're, you're very encouraging. And, uh, you know, when you, uh, when you meet people who's been beat down early in life, like you, and for them to turn around and bounce around and, and turn around thing, it, uh, you're always so powerful, positive and, and amazing. And so I appreciate that you've able to do this and you're helping the people you're helping out here in the future. Uh, as I, well. I appreciate it, man. 
That's awesome. Hey, uh, last, last thing here, man, uh, uh, Eric, is uh, we know there's people hurting and struggling today. And if you can leave them with one positive message, some gold nugget that they can hang on to to help them get through today, it'll be a blessing. Man, here's the deal is the, the way that you can make your life better is there's two things that you can do. One, it's not my job to judge anybody. So I think if we stop judging people on whatever they voted for, mask, mask, no mask, whatever, it doesn't matter. If we just stop judging people, that's number one that will help our lives be happier, right? Number two, turn off the news. They've got their own agenda. doesn't matter if it's Fox, CNN, whatever it is. Turn off the news and quit judging people. You do those two things. You're going to be in a happier place mentally. You're also going to be able to make a bigger impact on the world. Those are two things that I push really hard. I turned off the news over 10 years ago. I learn about it through memes on the internet, right? Like I just don't know what's going on and I'm in the best place mentally that I could ever be. And also if you're down low and you're just feeling like pity me and I don't know how to do this and man, I'm stuck, man, just think about like if you're alive, that's a moment like you still have a plan and a purpose that needs to be fulfilled in your life and you need to push through that and go and help somebody, give them a smile, right? Go ask someone how they're doing. And if you can help somebody else, it's going to lift you up mentally to be able to do awesome things in life. So I just say, man, turn off the news, quit judging people, love yourself, man. Be thankful that you're alive and go help somebody out today. And that'll help you in your space, your mental space, and, and just put an impact on your life and the people around you. There's a lot of things we can do to help people that cost us nothing. Yeah. And, and so, to, like I said, put a smile on their face. I mean, just recognizing somebody may be the biggest part of their day because so many people walk by and don't say a word to them. Totally. And so just recognizing saying hello would be could be the biggest thing in their life at that moment. So, yeah. I'm big on calling people's names, man. Like if you're out of the store and they've got a name tag on, that's not just for every Karen to be, you know, whining about them, right? Like actually call them by their name because people love to hear their name, man. Hey, Jim, what's going on? Thank you for bringing my food out. Thank you for bringing my groceries out. Like I always want to make sure that I'm calling people by their name. And I just think it lights people up when they hear their name, right? They're not just somebody that's there getting paid to stand there. They're actually a person. And if we can just acknowledge that, that their name, and we can acknowledge that they are there, man, you just see them light up when you call them by their name. And I just, I really try to do that throughout the day. Hey, man, I'm going to call you by your name, Eric. So everybody, be sure to check out Eric Allen. Go uh, do the old Google search. You'll find him as well. And your information you put on, I'll put your website and Instagram and other stuff in the uh, show notes for people to help find you. All right, Eric, thank you for coming on here and showing us a positive way to go. Uh, comparing with life uh, hands you at the very beginning. Uh, you know, those stories, so, uh, oh, they added, they say is when life hands you lemons, what do you do? I tell people make uh, strawberry pies. I don't care for lemon pies, but I'll take a <laughs> strawberry pie. And That's so awesome. we'll go from there. So, all right, uh, Eric, thank you again for coming in. Everybody else, be sure to share this out. If you need something positive, motivated, this is here, right here, Eric. It's going to tell you like it is and help you get it through there. Be sure to check out his uh, Instagram, his other website. And call and get in a hotel if you need some help. So, hey, I'm Dr. James Purdue, the professor of perseverance. Do something today, tomorrow, something next week that's going to help you persevere past your paralysis. Thanks for listening to the Professor of Perseverance podcast. For motivation, inspiration, and encouragement. For more information, go to Facebook at Professor of Perseverance. Visit the website at ProfessorofPerseverance.com and view the YouTube channel, Dr. James Perdue, Professor of Perseverance.